1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to MoneyWise. So let me start by asking you a question this morning. If we were meeting here today, one year from today, and I could tell you today how to save $500, $1,000, even $2,000 between now and then. Would that be worth your while to listen just a little bit this morning? Well, we're going to talk this morning about 25 unnecessary wastes of money that you don't think about. We're going to talk about the biggest ways people waste money. But more importantly, we're not going to just talk about negative things. We're going to be talking about what you can do about it and how you can save more money and make more money. So the first thing I'd like to do is to say a good Sunday morning to attorney Mike Coleman. Good, good morning. morning. Good, good morning. morning. Good to be here. Thank you. Mike, are you as awake as I am this morning? I am, yeah. You, you look a little sleepy this I'm, morning. I'm good. <laughs> good. Glad to hear it. Well, we're going to talk today about um, the kinds of things that we do to waste money that we don't even think about. I'm having the uh, uh, dubious pleasure of taking care of my grandchildren for a few days. And um, so this morning I'm brushing my teeth alongside my six-year-old granddaughter, and she has uh, pink bubblegum toothpaste. Oh, boy. And I have blue <laughs> crest toothpaste. Yeah. And we're brushing our teeth together, and she says, you need to shut the water off. You're wasting water. I said, no, you're right. <laughs> and the second thing she says to me, she says, look at mine is pink and yours is blue. <laughs> it looks like cotton candy. Jeez. <laughs> so... That's a kid's perspective on brushing your teeth in the morning. All in the sink together. All in the sink together. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> so it's fun, and it, boy, it sure is a lot of work. I've forgotten how long it's been since I've taken care of little ones. Three kids, that's a lot. And three, dogs, right? Three kids and dogs and yeah. cats, plus our own. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> it's been very, very interesting. But today we want to talk about some things that you do to waste money, spend money that you don't even think about. And more importantly, Mike, we're going to talk about what if you didn't do some of these things and how much money could you actually save? And boy, what a difference it would make in things that you really need and really want. Mm -hmm. And what a difference it would make in retirement, for example. Mm -hmm. So without further ado, um, I had this discussion yesterday with somebody in the office, or two days ago actually, and I'm looking at a vehicle purchase right now. Mm And the person I talked to said, I never buy a new car. I always look for a late model used car. And I've done that my whole life. And she's been buying cars for probably 30 or 40 years. And Mm -hmm. she said, it's such a waste of money to buy a brand new vehicle. Yeah. I think cars are a waste of money in general, to be honest. Well, they are. It's just a depreciating asset that you're going to have to replace. Yep, exactly. anyway, but. Well, the average new car payment, for example, is about $550 a month, Jeez, that's which is crazy. a lot of money. Yeah. So the average American will have to work about two to three months a year just to make the payments on a car and to pay for the insurance on a car. Mm-hmm. So think about that as you're working. Two to three months of your entire work year, you're spending just to support a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you really need to be very conscious about what you're doing when you're buying a car. Right. And uh, the average used car payment is about $400 a month compared to the average new car payment of about $550 a month. And by the way, the average uh, new car lease payment is about 487 
Right. But, you know, we're inundated by advertising all the time, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't care what time of day, what station, yep. uh, what day of the week, uh, you're always going to be looking at car uh, commercials. That's um, right. So think about the possibility of buying a late model used car, get it tested, and if you're going to do that, um, get a Carfax report. Mm-hmm. You can find out whether it's been in an accident or hasn't been in right. an accident. Right, absolutely. But uh, give some serious thought to uh, not spending the kind of money you have to pay to support a brand new car, mm-hmm. especially when it takes that much out of your annual wages. But it becomes a habit. So I have one car um, right now that's fully paid for, and I haven't done that for a long time. And the car has got about 93,000 miles on it, mm-hmm. but it runs terrifically. And I said, I like my car. I don't need to go get another one, a brand new one. Uh, it's smooth. It's quiet. It's a Toyota, and I love it. I'm just not going to go trade it and get another one. Now, do you lease? Have you ever leased a car? I don't know. I have. I have done that on occasion. Mm-hmm. And that can be interesting, too, because I'm actually investigating that at the moment uh, for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And um, it's fairly complicated when you lease a car. You need to know what the residual value is going to be. Mm-hmm. But there's a glut in cars right now. I just read a very recent article um, that the major car dealers, including uh, Ford and General Motors, have made a major push in recent years to sell cars in China. And China has been going through a little bit of a tough time in their economy. Mm -hmm. And because of that, car sales are way down. And at least one major dealer, I think it's Ford, is seriously considering no longer selling any vehicles in China Hmm. because they've lost so much money in trying to sell cars there. Jeez. So what does that mean for the United States, though? I mean, think about that for a moment. Mm -hmm. What it means is that if they have a glut of cars there Mm -hmm. uh, and they want to sell vehicles, then they're going to be looking to offer good deals. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. And by the way, if you want to buy a a car, the best time to buy a car typically is near the end of a month. You know, you've heard of President's Day sales in February and Labor Day sales, and there's always a sale going on. Yeah. But the incentives on cars right now can be as much as Six to ten thousand dollars on a new vehicle, hmm. so it's a good time to buy. It's a good time to negotiate. Every car dealer has quotas, and they want to make their monthly quota. So the best time of year, best time of the month to buy a car is the end of the month. Hmm, that's interesting. But, I didn't know that. Yep, they're trying yeah. to push vehicles out. So wait and be patient a little bit. How about houses, Mike? That's another one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, the housing market is sort of all over the place. It's expensive to buy a house. Uh, Inflation has done a real number on home buying. And we had a major housing crash Mm -hmm. in 2008. That's right. It's really hard to say what the market's going to do. We have some interesting factors at play in our area, anybody listening to us this morning, because at some point in time, and I'm not sure if it's going to be two years or four years, Mm -hmm. we are actually expecting to have rail traffic coming from Boston to New Bedford. Really? Mm. And the prices in Boston for housing right now are just absolutely through the roof. It's really unaffordable to buy anything in Boston. Mm -hmm. And that means uh, once there's decent public transportation, like the train, people are going to be looking to buy housing down in our area. Mm. Because they can hop on a train. They don't have to fight the morning driver commute, which is a nightmare. Right. 
And so if you want to think ahead a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, think about the fact that uh, if you have a, if you want to buy a house, you probably ought to buy it now because prices are probably going to be as low as they're ever going to be. Right. And once the train comes, it's going to push the cost of housing up even higher in our area as well. Mm. I wonder where that train is going to come through. Um, you know, I actually have not researched that, but that mm. would be a good research there, project. For there somebody. used to be a train down here, right? I think yes, in, I, I think uh, it's going to go through. Yes. Yeah. I think it's going to go into Lakeville and then... I'm not sure where the spur comes into New Bedford, but if you think of the fact that we already have a train, a rail line that comes into downtown New Bedford, it parallels uh, route, um, or the downtown connector, Route 18. Oh, really? Oh. And there's a very large parking lot. Um, maybe it's going there. I'll have to research that a little bit. There further. are train tracks near where we work on Fonts Corner Road. Right. So I don't know if that would be a tie-in or, or not. You know, that I don't know, but it's interesting because okay. uh, a couple of times a day I hear the train whistles yeah. blowing out there. <laughs> Makes me want to sing country songs. <laughs> so let's talk about housing. Um, I wonder how many people are living in larger houses that they don't need. Mm-hmm. And especially as you get children out of the house and you're thinking more about retirement, maybe it's a good time to think about downsizing a little bit. As people get older and the houses are bigger and they're harder to take care of, maybe there's an issue with going up and down stairs right. or big yards, mowing mowing the lawn and taking care of all the shrubs and everything. This year we've had a lot of rain and a lot of sun, so everything's growing <laughs> really yes, quickly. I've, I've noticed that a little yeah. bit. Um, even my grandchildren are growing. Um, <laughs> of course, we want that to happen. But do you really need a big house? Do you really need a big yard to take care of? Mm. Um, can you still do it yourself if you're retired or do you have to pay somebody to come in and do it for you? Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a time to think about having uh, somewhat of a smaller house. Yeah, or moving maybe to a condo if you can afford the fees. Right. Then you don't have to worry about mowing the lawn or taking care of the bushes at all. Right. So we probably won't go into a lot of detail today on single-family homes versus condos. I think that could be a whole show by itself. Mm-hmm. Um my wife and I, Tenny Lance, attorney Tenny Lance, have actually moved from a condo to a single-family house yeah. because we thought the condo fees were too high. They do go up over time. And we thought that for that kind of money, you could pay somebody to come in and cut grass at your house. Mm-hmm. Um, or buy a riding lawnmower and just ride around on it. No, I don't have any interest <laughs> in that. Um, I have never enjoyed cutting grass. No. Do you get to cut grass? I do. I like it, actually. Okay, good. It's immediate. Uh, Come on over to my house. <laughs> do you have a riding lawnmower? No, I got one for you. All right. <laughs> it's something that you can see immediate gratitude. You know, you, you see before and after. So yeah. it's a nice thing. If not gratitude. <laughs> so, sorry, no more puns this morning. No, I've never enjoyed it. I've never enjoyed the smell of cut grass. To me, it, it sort of reacts to me like I may have an allergy. So. Really? That's been my excuse for many, many years. I tell Tenny I'm allergic to cutting grass. Is this Tenny cutting the lawn? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, and, um, you know, we've tried with um, grandchildren a little bit, but that that doesn't always work either. They've got too many other things to do. It's too bad. But um, maybe you don't need a big house. Maybe you need a smaller house. Maybe it's a good time to think about selling your larger house and getting into something smaller. Mm -hmm. And... That can save money. It can save money on taxes, maintenance, fuel, efficiency, 
older houses tend to be less fuel efficient, mm-hmm. uh, not as well insulated, things right. of that nature. Or move to a different town. I know different towns have different tax rates, right? Mm. So it can be more expensive tax-wise to live in one town sure. as opposed to another. And I asked Tenny the other day, I said, what would you think if we sold the house entirely and just lived in an RV? Get a big RV and we'll just yeah. <laughs> go you know, park it in our various employees' parking lots. A lot of um, RVs or campers down at East Beach and Westport this time of year, right. they all go down there and they're there for you know three or four months and then they'll all go back to where they came from. But Well, once in a while you hear about people living on boats. Maybe you could live in an RV year-round. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, so much for big houses. Think about do you really need the size house that you have and are you heating more rooms and how often do children come to visit and stay with you mm-hmm. and do you really need that kind of space and right. maybe it's a good time. If you want to evaluate that uh, at any time, give us a call at USA Wealth Group, 508-998-8858. I know, Mike, you get involved in a lot of estate sales when somebody has died and you've handled their trust or their will. Yeah. But um, a lot of times a bigger house uh, with an older person in it, they tend, it can get cluttered. Uh, Maybe they don't have the energy that they once had to take care of things and to keep things clean and paint and all that so sometimes with an older person in a big house it tends to uh, fall apart a little bit and then the children or whoever else is left have to take care of that before the house can be sold and it becomes a nightmare yeah so one of the things you're actually describing is the act of hoarding hoarding yeah or just general um, inability to take care of the house anymore Mm -hmm. and but we've seen that uh in a number of cases recently i know you've seen it in the law firm side and we've Mm -hmm. seen it on the financial side we do um help people sell their houses as well we have a a brokerage company called usa realty group as well and it can really be an issue because most times buyers want you to fix things in the house before they're going to buy it Mm -hmm. so if you have rotting wood or you have a, a chimney that's not working or right. fireplace or whatever it might be. Uh, generally, you're going to have to pay to get that fixed before the buyer will buy the house. So um, we're happy to give you very specific advice, evaluation. We can arrange for appraisals on your house if you want to decide how much should you be selling your house for. Uh, we can make suggestions about improvements and repairs that ought to be made to make your house more saleable. Mm-hmm. And you ought to go through some kind of a process like that in any event if you're thinking about selling. Um, you'll have far fewer problems and far fewer delays. Right. And you'll have someone on your side to take care of things if they do pop up. Right. Exactly. So get rid of your big house if you don't really need the space. By the way, we have an article that was just recently in the uh, Wall Street Journal. And I see that when it was photocopied, they didn't put the date on it. Hmm. Okay, so it was nicely copied, but they cut off the date in the top. But it was just this past week, and it was called The Biggest Ways People Waste Money. Uh, It's an interesting article. If somebody would like a copy of this, give us a call at 508-998-8858. So here's an interesting one, Mike. Do you ever buy coffee? I do every morning. Every morning? (laughs) And where where do you buy it from? Dunkin'? Yes, Dunkin'. It's no longer Dunkin' Donuts, is it? No, it's Dunkin'. Just Dunkin'. my kids like the donuts part. Yeah. All I don't right. get the donuts. I my, go with the medium iced coffee. Yep. A little bit of milk, two sugars. So if you spend $3.50 a day on a coffee, 
this is a really interesting statistic from this article. If you didn't do that and you get the coffee at work where it might be free, for example, mm-hmm. you would save $1,277 a year. Yeah. That's a ridiculous it amount is. of money. Yep. What's one cup of coffee? Now, if you took that $1,277 a year and you invested that money over a 30-year period and you got a 5% return on your money, which is certainly doable, at the end of 30 years, you would have $85,300. So think about that the next time you choke on your (laughs) cup of coffee in the morning, Mike. It's worth it to me. (laughs) Okay. Now, how about bottled water? Um, I mean, I buy bottled water by the case, and a lot of people do that. I don't buy bottled water. You don't? Okay. But I can tell you that I know a lot of people that do. Mm -hmm. They'll go into a convenience store or gas station, and they'll pay $1.50 for a bottle of water. Mm -hmm. So let's say if you didn't do that, and at the end of the year, you would have $548 in your pocket Hmm. just on a silly bottle of water. Mm Mm-hmm. If you took that $548 a year and you invested that money over 30 years and assuming you got a 5% return, at the end of the 30 years, you'd have $36,600. That's a huge amount of money. So this is what we tend to do. People tend to go in, get their cup of coffee, buy their bottle of water, maybe get a snack. And that's money. If you could find a different way to do that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, put a water filter on your tap at home, right. if you want to filter it and make it taste a little bit better, mm-hmm. and fill up some recyclable uh, water bottles, or right. and then just carry the water bottle with you in the morning instead of stopping to buy a bottle of water, it's, say, $550 a year. Jeez. That's a lot of money. It is. So anyways, um, it's the little things that we don't think about. Coffee purchases, so we've talked about that. We talked about bottled water. How about health club memberships? Um, we've got health clubs everywhere. Right. I don't think they're a bad thing inherently. It's a bad thing if you don't use it. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, it's it's important to stay in shape physically. Yeah. There's no question about that. By the way, we're talking with attorney Mike Coleman this morning. Uh, Mike is at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, mm-hmm. and you can reach him at 508-998-8800. If you'd like to talk to him and make an appointment to talk about your estate or perhaps selling your real estate. Um, He's very good at all of those things. But let's talk about health clubs. Um, What happens in January every single year? Yeah, I was just going to mention that. People go and they have their New Year's resolutions. Sure. (laughs) They join a health club. Yep. And then by February, their population at the health club drops down dramatically. Oh, yeah. But they're still making their monthly fees. They're still paying their monthly fees. Yep. So health clubs are uh, expensive. It's important if you're diligent about it, and if you actually do it, then it's worth every penny you pay for it, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah. That's my contention. But um, more recently, there's been a lot of advertisements on televisions, magazines for these Peloton bikes. I've seen those, yeah. A lot of people think, oh, i got to have the latest and greatest. This is a Peloton bike. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that costs, Mike? Well, it says here $2,000. $2,000 to buy a Peloton bike. Yep. Gee, you could buy a down payment on a car for that, couldn't That's you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they well, are the, kind of interesting, though. Those are the ones that have the like TV screen. Sure. And you have the live, or maybe not live, but the instructors on the screen yep. right there in front of you. So the other thing you could do is you can go into, oh, a place like uh, Best Buy, and for $150, you can buy an HDTV, mm-hmm. you know, 
medium-sized screen. It can be 21-inch screen. Yeah. They're so cheap today. Great fidelity. Yeah. Put it on the wall in front of your Peloton bike and tune into a health show in the morning. Yeah, you could do that. Sure. Or <laughs> And have a regular pedaling bicycle. That's right. <laughs> so there are lots of ways to spend money, but people think, you know, they have to have this. This is going to make a difference in their lives. Mm. So our, our goal this morning is to tell you how people waste money and the different kinds of things you could do as some alternatives. So health club memberships, absolutely. But if you're going to buy it, use it. How about convenience items, Mike? You ever get hungry and stop in a gas station and buy a snack? You sure. Yeah. You do? Once in a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who doesn't do that? <laughs> yeah, I guess. So uh, unplanned grocery store tips. Yeah, don't go to the grocery store hungry. No, no, never. Because <laughs> everything looks wonderful, doesn't yep. it? Yep. Yep. Now, that's a rule from a long time. Well, make a list and stick to it. Yeah, make a list. Um, so I just bought a couple of things the other night uh, to uh, provide some food for grandchildren that we're helping to take care of. Mm-hmm. And um, when I got home inside the plastic bag that I checked out with, this is blue sheet of paper from Stop and Shop saying, now what you can do is you can go online and you can shop through everything in the store and decide what you want, and you can put it on online, make your grocery list, and tell tell them what time you want to pick it up. Right. Then you can drive by the front of the store and announce that you're there, and they're going to bring the stuff out and put it right in your car. Is that Peapod? Is that what that it, is? It's part of their Peapod service, yeah, yeah. but they're expanding it now. Oh, okay. So I thought, wow, this is really interesting. Yeah. So The only thing about that is that if you get, like, um, Fruits and vegetables and stuff. I'd like to be able to pick that out myself. That's true. So, <laughs> Well, it's just another way that we spend money because right. uh, there's probably a small additional cost for that service. Yeah. And then you don't get off your butt to go in the store to get a little bit of exercise, so now you got to buy a health club membership to go get and work off your butt. That's right. <laughs> or something like that. And they do, um, I think they deliver too, right? Yes, they do so deliver. They bring it right to your door. You don't even have to leave your house. Well, I have a few quotations, of course, this morning. Uh, Ben Franklin was one of the first people who said, a penny saved is a penny earned. That's right. So these pennies on coffee and water bottles uh, add up. And uh, George Bernard Shaw once said, lack of money is the root of all evil. Hmm. But if you go ahead and spend it. um, So who are the best savers in the world, do you think, Mike, in terms of saving money? My experience um, with people who don't want to spend money is that the more wealthy people are, the more they don't want to spend. That's true. That's probably how they accumulate their money, isn't it? Yeah. So this is actually kind of a trick question that I was asking you, Mike. okay. (laughs) So the people that don't like to spend money are dogs. Oh. So I've given this quotation, but I love it. This is from Jerry Seinfeld. Dogs have no money. Isn't that amazing? They're broke their entire lives. But they get through. You know why dogs have no money? No pockets. (laughs) just love that quotation. Yeah. I, I missed that show that used to be on television. Yeah, it was a good one. It it's was. still on. Is it? Oh, and all the yeah. reruns? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, just a reminder, if you, um, one of the biggest things you ought to be doing for saving money is to make sure you have an estate plan because mm-hmm. it's going to save money, time, effort, aggravation for your family if something happens to you. Right. Um, and this past week, I just went to a wake from, for a, a fellow who, uh, who died, um, he was 93, a great gentleman, served in World War II. Um, I read his uh, memoirs of his experiences in World War II. Mm. And 
Peter, Peter Lance and I actually went to visit him uh, just about three or four days before he actually passed away. Yeah. And he was very grateful we were there. But um, he had an estate plan. He had done a trust, and things are going to be so smooth for his surviving wife and children right. and family. Right. And the one thing you can really do to save a lot of money in aggravation for your family is to get an estate plan. And, um, Mike, people should just make an appointment to go see him. Right. If you want to do that, you can give us a call at 508-998-8800. We offer free consultations so we can talk about setting up a will or a trust if it's appropriate or other, you know, estate planning documents. But we're going to talk a little bit further about the biggest ways that Americans waste money. We've already covered a few, and there are so many, many tips and ideas that we have. When we come back in just a couple of minutes... um, I'm going to show you how about 80% of Americans waste money by wasteful spending and what we can do about that and how we can save money. So stay tuned. We will be back in just a couple of minutes with some really helpful ideas about how you can save money. Welcome back to MoneyWise, ladies and gentlemen. Do you like to waste money or do you like to save money? Do you like to spend money? I think probably, Mike, everybody likes to spend money. I mean, it's fun. Sometimes it's for necessities. You have to buy certain things to survive and to live. Right, right. Sometimes it's to treat yourself. I think everyone has, maybe everyone has a certain thing that they like to spend money on, whether it be clothes. I'm not a clothes person, but some people are. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, gadgets. I know every time a new iPhone comes out, there are certain people who have to go buy it immediately. Right. <laughs> so. And they actually wait in line to do that, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the power of marketing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking with attorney Michael Coleman this morning from Lance Law, Inc. They're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road. And that's where we have our offices at USA Wealth Group as well. We specialize in retirement planning and showing people how to make smart decisions or better decisions, perhaps, about how to integrate IRAs and Social Security, and should you take a lump sum if you have that offered to you from your pension, or should, are you better off with a pension? Um, it's it's a fairly complex subject. We've been doing it for a good long time. We always learn more ideas. But today we want to talk about some fairly basic things about saving money and not wasting money. So 69% of Americans say that they wasted cash on dining out. So I wonder how many people spend money that they don't really need to. You know what I've discovered as I get older, and this is probably a good thing, I don't have as much of an appetite as I used to. But when you go to the restaurant, they still give you a really big loaded plate. Yeah, definitely. So one of two things happens. Um, You either eat too much and you feel really stuffed, Mm -hmm. or you end up taking a box home with you, and then you eat it hopefully as a leftover. Right, right. But what Tenny and I have been doing a lot lately is, yes, we're hungry if we go to a restaurant, but we'll share an entree. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe buy a separate salad. Mm -hmm. And you save money doing that. The restaurants don't seem to mind. Right. Because, you know, the restaurants are going to make it up if you have a glass of wine or something like that. Or get a few different kinds of appetizers, you know, and just share those. I I never do appetizers. No. You know why? Why? I want dessert. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not a dessert person, so I'll go for the appetizers. Okay. All right. So 
We'll go out and eat together sometime, and you can have the appetizer, and I'll get the dessert. All right. <laughs> but people do spend a lot of money on uh, eating out, and uh, there are a lot of prepared foods today. Um, there's a great place on uh, Fonts Corner Road. I'm going to give them a little plug. It's called Plan It Eats, or if you say it fast, it's Plan It Eats. Mm-hmm. And they have prepared meals, and they're sugar-free and salt-free and gluten-free, mm-hmm. and they're healthy mm-hmm. and um, I find that even one of their prepared meals I'll sometimes eat uh, over two two nights. Oh, okay. So if Tenny was traveling, for example, I'll stop in there, I'll get one of their meals, put it in the microwave for three minutes, and I've cooked myself a really nice meal and in three minutes. it's good food, too. It's, it's good food. Yeah. It's good. Yep. They even have little uh, friendly desserts. Mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> sure about appetizers, but <laughs> friendly desserts. How about alcohol or drinking? Um one quarter of people responding to a poll, 25, a little over 25%, said that their spending on alcohol or drinking was wasteful. Um, men in particular said they spend more money on alcohol than they really wish that they did. Hmm. So think about that one. How about credit card interest? Yeah, pay off your credit cards every month in full so you're not, you know. If you can do that, then you have no interest you're accumulating. That's right. If you don't, uh, 20% of people responding to this poll said that they're wasting money on credit card interest. Uh, Baby boomers are very concerned about that. Clothing. You know something I read really interesting uh, recently, Mike? Mm -hmm. One of the big problems we're having with landfills today is they're accumulating um, much more rubbish than they used to in the past because of clothing. Hmm. And so think about what that means, you know, behind the scenes. It means people are buying more clothing than what they really need. Mm -hmm. They're taking the old stuff and putting it into the landfill. Right. And a lot of that now has synthetic fabrics. Oh, right. So it doesn't degrade as much as it's like plastics you're Mm -hmm. putting into a landfill. Right. So maybe uh, it's the quality of the clothing, too. I mean, it's not as, I think it's not as quality as it used to be. So mm -hmm. it falls apart sooner and you throw it out and then you buy something new and then it's an endless cycle. And again, it's marketing. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're constantly being told to buy this piece of clothing or that piece of clothing. Mm-hmm. But think about, you know, what do you wear and what do you waste and what do you not wear? Get rid of it. Donate it. Maybe take it to Helping Hands or mm-hmm. um, Red Cross or one of the shelters and let somebody get another use out of it. Electricity. Uh, 12% of people said they spend too much money on electricity. So I'm always looking to put lights out in mm-hmm. the office. I tell people all the time, if you leave a room, put the light out. you got to do those things. Especially this time of year with air conditioning. Mm. I'm sure those electricity costs are oh, way up. Huge yeah. with the weather that we've been having. Mm-hmm. Cigarettes. Uh, 12% of people still said that uh, they're spending money on cigarettes that they wish they didn't have to do. And um, lottery and gambling. Um, on the radio in the last 24 hours, I heard that Massachusetts has just realized, I think they said it was the largest amount of revenue in the nation on lottery ticket sales. Wow. And they received more than $1 billion in revenue from the lottery in Massachusetts lottery ticket sales. You would think a bigger state like California or New York would. Mm. I might have that particular statistic wrong, but I thought, so if the state gets a billion Mm dollars, then think about how much more money people have spent on lottery tickets themselves and that's you know the odds are very difficult so here's some ways you can save money you know if the odds are really against you if it really uh, pleasures you to get a a scratch ticket or something occasionally 
but the odds are really not with you, are are they? No, they're not. <laughs> so how about uh, buying brand name products when you go into a store? Mm-hmm. A lot of times you can buy, like if you went to Stop and Shop or Shaw's, for example, you can buy Shaw's brands, uh, breads, and different kinds of products. You can buy uh, Stop and Shop breads and different products. Mm-hmm. And very often they're much cheaper than yeah. buying brands. Mm-hmm. So think about how you're spending money on that. Um, this one I don't agree with because I don't know anything about fixing my car. It says paying somebody else for simple car repairs. Yeah, I don't know anything about that either. I can change a tire, but besides beyond that, I don't know. No, so here's a quick example. In my car, my cigarette lighters are no longer working for some reason. I didn't even know they had those in cars anymore. Yeah, and that's where you can plug in your device to charge your phone oh, 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 while see. you're driving. Okay. Unless you have a little regular port. Oh, yeah. And so I figured, well, it must be a blown fuse. And so I pulled out my book out of the glove compartment. Mm -hmm. And there's like two or three different charts for two or three different locations for fuses. And there's like 42 fuses. (laughs) And I said, there's no way in hell I'm going to go and try to figure out which fuse may have tripped. Right. Uh, I just don't have the knowledge and just don't have the time. So um, when you get gas... uh, do you just get gas, or do you take the extra time to go into the store and get yourself a snack? That's another way people waste money, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yep. Um, and you have to think always about um, what do you spend your money on. So there's a very famous uh, insurance salesman, and he was a good PR speaker. Zig Ziglar is his name. And he wrote a book called See You at the Top very motivational speaker. That's the word that I'm struggling for. Mm -hmm. And he said, rich people have small TVs and big libraries, and poor people have small libraries and big TVs. Mm. So how often have you, especially if it's near a big sporting event, have you gone by Best Buy and you see people walking out carrying these massive TV screens? Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, maybe you don't need to have that kind of a big TV screen. But, you know, spending money and talking about it goes back a long ways. Even Thomas Jefferson said, never spend your money before you have it. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how many people spend on credit and uh, don't think about that. And I wonder how many people plan their taxes so that they will get a large tax refund. Well, if you're doing taxes in that fashion, for example, what it simply means is that you are – giving a free loan to the government because Mm -hmm. you're paying too much money into withholding. So certainly look into adjusting your withholding. Mm -hmm. If not, then, yeah, it might be nice to get a refund in in, uh, January or February when you file your tax returns. But what it also means is um, Uncle Sam says, thank you for letting me use your money for this past year. That's right. So there are better ways to save money and um, take a look at that. How about paying for cable? Hmm. Uh, Cable television is really difficult because it's a monopoly for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got a few other options. You've got satellite television and dish uh, TV. So what we did um, probably sometime in the last year is we did a very lengthy show strictly on the subject of how to cut cable, Hmm. how to reduce your cable costs, how to have just basic cable service coming in or maybe just internet service. Mm-hmm. And there are a whole series of small, inexpensive devices you can buy 
that will give you really what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to go into that in a lot of detail right now, except to say this. Um, what we did after that particular show is we went to the trouble to compile all of our notes into about a three or four page report mm-hmm. on step by step by step how to cut cable, how to cut your cable cost. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how many people listening today are spending 150 to 200 or even more per month on a cable bill. Right. If you are, uh, just give us a call at the office. We'll be happy to send you a copy of this report. Or you can just do something like um, Netflix or something Amazon on on the web mm-hmm. on the internet and right. cut cable altogether. Yep, but it's it's uh, it's a really large charge, and if you're spending an extra fifty dollars, but I'm going to actually say if you're spending a hundred dollars a month extra than what you should be spending, which probably many people listening today are. Mm-hmm. That's $1,200 a year. Yeah. And we can show you how to cut that really dramatically and send you a report. Um, just give us a call at 508-998-8858. Mm-hmm. Tell them you'd like a copy of the cable report. Um, there isn't any obligation to do anything, buy anything, come see us. Um, leave your address with the secretary and we'll mail it, a copy to you. Yeah, definitely. So take well, a careful look at cables, what I'm telling you. Yep. One of the things I deal with a lot when the estate planning side of things is when we meet with clients, we tell them we can save them money on estate taxes and we can save money by avoiding probate. Um, but what I see a lot is that people don't do the right things and inevitably their kids come in and say, oh, we have to do a probate for this or we have to you know, pay tax on that. And that's frustrating for me because I try and do the right things to prevent that from happening, but it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's something to consider too, because that's money that you can save that doesn't have to be spent down the road if you do the right things now. Well, not only that, but it saves a lot of time for the family because I guess it can take as much as a year to go through probate, right? Yeah, it can. Generally, they they advise to wait a year because creditors have one year to make a, a claim in the probate court. So you want to leave at least some money in, t- in the estate in case some creditor comes along and makes a claim. And here's a special tip for women uh, that I want to give about um, saving money, making money. Um, This is a tip for men uh, with respect to women. Women prefer men who have something tender about them, especially the legal kind. (laughs) Legal tender, I get it. Get it. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Well, um, so let's talk about banking just a little bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've, I have to admit that I've resisted a little bit, but I wonder how many people pay their bills or at least some of their bills automatically. Mm-hmm. So if you have a mortgage, for example, um, your bank will, if you give them permission, they'll automatically pull out the mortgage payment every single month on the, exactly the same date. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means? It means that you'll never be late in making your mortgage payment. Right. But you can also set up a lot of other kinds of bills for automatic payment to be deducted from your uh, checking account. Yeah. And if you do that, you're going to be paying your bills on time. The single largest, most important factor in having good credit is paying your bills on time. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of good, strong argument for um, Paying your bills on time by having them paid automatically. Yeah, and, and most companies will allow you to set up, you know, electronic billing insurance for car insurance payments or, you know, phone payments or anything like that. You can make automatic payments on a certain date every month. Mm-hmm. So, 
We've talked a little bit about um, advertising, the power of advertising, people trying to sell cars and mm-hmm. everything else under the sun. Will Rogers once said, advertising is the art of convincing people to spend money they don't have for something they don't need. Yeah. And that's like, what it's all about, isn't it? Like you said before, with clothing trends, you see it all the time. It's skinny jeans, and then it's this, and then it's that. And eventually everything comes back into style. Um, all right, so but, Mike, you got me. What are skinny jeans? No, just, I know what they are. <laughs> Do you have any skinny jeans? No, I definitely okay. don't have skinny <laughs> jeans. Um, I, I have to tell you, I have a pair of skinny jeans. Do you? They're really uncomfortable. Yeah, I would think so. <laughs> and um, I've never seen those. You should wear those to the office sometime. Um, I probably will, <laughs> but I find it very uncomfortable to sit down in them. So um, we won't say more about skinny jeans, okay. but they're just not my favorite thing to wear. Okay. Okay. Um, how about if you have a drafty living space? What can you do to save money when it comes heating time, mm-hmm. uh, winter heating time? Well, you can fix your drafts. You mm-hmm. can put insulation around the windows. We've got better windows. Yep. yep. Um, so if you're paying a lot of money in heating bills, then you perhaps ought to be thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Um I don't buy a lot of things online. I mean, occasionally I do, but that yeah. seems like it's really easy to do also, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Just get your credit card, you pull it out, and you see something you like, boom. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a driving tip and something that causes us to waste money. This, this is one of the simplest things that you can take away from the show today, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure the tires in your car are properly inflated. Yep. It cuts your mileage down if you don't have proper tire inflation. Mm-hmm. So if you get your oil changed in your car, tell them to make sure they check the tire pressure. Mm-hmm. That simple act will save you gas mileage on your car. It says you can put something in your calendar or set up an alert on your phone so that you know maybe every month or every other month to check your tire pressure. Yeah, and there are, there are certain months of the year when it's, it's better to buy stocks than not to buy stocks. So I have to give you this quotation. So if you happen to be in the business of buying stocks, it says, um, October is one of the particularly dangerous months to invest in stocks. You wouldn't have thought that, would you? Mm-hmm. The other dangerous months are July, January, September, April, November, May, March, June, December, August, and February. <laughs> That's for Mark Twain. Okay. <laughs> so in other words, don't do it. Or think about what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, you have to think about where you're spending your money. I have one quote that I'm looking for that I have to give you about uh, the things that we purchase. Oh, this is this is my favorite quote of all times. So, ladies and gentlemen, think about some of the things that you're spending money on that you wish you weren't spending money on. And here's one of my favorite quotations from Steve Martin. It says, I love money. I love everything about it. I bought some pretty good stuff. Got me a $300 pair of socks. Got a fur sink. An electric dog polisher. A gasoline-powered turtleneck sweater. And, of course, I bought some dumb stuff, too. <laughs> What's, is that from a movie? or I don't know where it's from. It's from Steve Martin. Okay. I know. <laughs> but think about the things that we're all buying. Yeah. You know, we, we do buy dumb stuff occasionally, don't it we? sounds like that would be from The Jerk. Uh, it might be. So, <laughs> the, the Mike, I will not embarrass you or anybody else today by asking, what are some of the dumb things that you've spent money on? I think that you're pretty frugal and yeah. sensible about yeah. how you spend money. I don't spend a lot of money, to be honest. <laughs> yep. Well, that's good. 
Uh, coupons. If you get coupons, use your coupons. Use them responsible, responsibly. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get things for the office and go to BJ's sometimes, I always have all the coupons with me before I go. And I'll save 25 to $30 on coupons mm-hmm. for things that I need to buy anyway. Yep. You know what else I discovered about BJ's, which is kind of interesting? Their computers are really smart. Because you have to give them your card when you go to checkout. Yeah. So they know what you're buying. Mm-hmm. And then you buy the certain supply things. And then I find that four or five days later, sometimes I get these half a dozen coupons that come in the mail. It's a special mailer just for me. Yeah. And mostly it's the things that I just bought. Hmm. Well, that's good. So they're tracking yeah. what I'm purchasing. Mm-hmm. And then they're sending me coupons. So I'll go out and buy some more of the same right. thing. That's actually, that sounds like a good thing. But it one is. of the points they make here is that you know, sometimes people go and use a coupon for something that they wouldn't have bought otherwise. Yeah, like you don't need a year's worth of toilet paper right. in your closet. <laughs> I mean, maybe you do. You could save money on that, but I suppose everyone needs toilet paper. But well, we won't <laughs> debate that. Okay. <laughs> now, this is not what we're supposed to be talking about on the radio <laughs> today. We're talking about saving money and impulse purchasing. Um, I wonder how many people buy full price for clothing. Mm. Clothing always goes on sale. Right. If you can wait a little bit longer, you can buy stuff at half price. Um, and I've done that myself. You know, Sometimes I'll buy things for my grandchildren. And um, if you wait until just after the season, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff gets marked down 50%. Right. So it's a good time to buy. Mm-hmm. But look at coupons. Um, health and hygiene habits. Um, this sounds like a funny one in, in a way, but it has to do with... What do you put into your your mouth? What do you eat? Mm-hmm. If you eat a lot of junk food, you're not going to be as healthy as you could be, and you're going to spend more money on dental bills or health bills. Right, or it says not, not washing your hands, I guess. That's a good one. To uh, make that's sick. a really important one. Yeah. Um, I, I read a book by a, a guy called uh, Gawande, Atul Gawande, G-A-W-A-N-D-I, I think it is, and it's simply called Better. Mm-hmm. And he's a physician in Boston. He's written some really amazing books. And he was doing some study on why there were so many infections in hospitals. Mm-hmm. I would recommend this book to anybody for general reading. It's going to make you wash your hands constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, he discovered that uh, doctors and nurses, the medical staff, were not washing their hands properly or often mm-hmm. enough. Right. And that was contributing dramatically to the infections. Yeah. So they imposed uh, very strict protocols on exactly how long you spent washing your hands, what you had to mm-hmm. use, how many times you had to do it. Um, and they cut down the risk of infections, the, the rate of infections dramatically, mm-hmm. and deaths and everything else. If, but simple yeah. act of washing hands. I've been to a lot of hospitals recently, unfortunately, and if you go to a hospital now, you see that they have Purell machines sure. outside of every single room. Right. And every time a nurse or a doctor comes in or leaves the room, they automatically do that. Yeah, I do the same thing when I go up to Hawthorne Medical. Yeah. I get off the elevator. You've got to push buttons on the inside or the outside, and you get in, you get somebody else's germs. Mm-hmm. And I use the sanitizer, hand yeah. sanitizer yep. machine. They're everywhere. Hands. Yeah. Very simple act. Um, unnecessary laundry junk. This is an interesting one that I will share. Uh, dryer sheets, toss them. Fabric softener, throw it out. You don't need either. In fact, you might not even need that toxic goop that you put in your washing machine. Hmm. Uh, There's plenty of of homemade laundry detergent recipes that can be found online. 
And you can have a reusable dryer balls. Hmm. Tenny has some of those. They're just little balls that bounce around inside the washing machine. I've never heard of those. <laughs> they reduce static and everything else. Or it says you can skip the dryer altogether. You know, in the summertime, just put the clothes outside. Hanging outside in the line, yep. yeah. Uh, disposable razors um, are another waste of money. Mm -hmm. um, carry a reusable coffee cup so you don't have to keep wasting money on coffee cups. Mm hmm and then, of course, we talked about individual coffee in general. Yeah. But there are many, many things you can do. So what I'd like to do as we're wrapping up here today is to say that we've got some really good articles here. 25 unnecessary waste of money that you don't think about. 17 things that we all buy but don't need. And as I mentioned earlier, we've got a great report that was custom produced by the office on how to significantly reduce your cable bill and save money and you know, gosh, if you're spending 100 and a quarter, 150 dollars a month or more, uh, we can show you how to cut your bill down dramatically. Mm -hmm. So, give us a call if you would like to have any of these reports. We'd be happy to send them to you. Uh, call 508-998-8858. And um, Attorney Michael Coleman, thank you so much for being with me today. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've become a lot more frugal and thinking about how I'm spending money as I get older. I don't need to go out and buy a brand new car anymore right. and uh, waste the money on that. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you very much for listening. We hope that you've learned something uh, today that you can carry into your own lives and put money that you can save towards a better retirement, for example, and get some sleep. You know, early to bed, early to rise keeps you healthy, wealthy, and wise. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> thank you so much for listening.